0: You deserve all the glory and all the honor. All the worship goes up to you, God. For you have done everything possible for us, God. You have given your all to us, God, and how can we not respond with our worship to you, Lord? So I'm excited. Uh, I feel very honored. Um, I always thank God for our pastors Mario and Cynthia because uh, they allow us to just explore more with God and and have us. If we mess up, we mess up, but God always backs us up no matter what, 100%. So um, thanks and glory to our pastors. Thank you, Mario and Cynthia. You guys are awesome. Very yeah. talented. All right. So today's preaching is called um, sacrifice. Ooh. So the first the first time that we hear well the first thing that that pops into our heads when we hear sacrifice is a lot like a lot of things come to our head, but we always for some reason think a little more negative to the positive. It's one of those words, right, like they're kind of like in a gray area um, as we grew up in church or now that we're at church and I want to explore a little more of what sacrifice means. Um, last week, if you missed last week, um, Mario talked about giving, about saying yes to God and that, it, that God has for A long time he has been chasing us, has been after us because he loves us us and he's been waiting for us to say yes to him. God has been there this whole time and all God wants is for us to say yes because God is so ready to use you. God is so ready to take you out to the nations. God is so ready to use your hands and and, and, and your mouth and everything to, to heal and to do miracles in his name. God is ready for that. And now he is waiting is for you to say yes. yes. So that's what pretty much. There's so much was So good. Um, you could look right in a podcast, Grace for, uh, for Love. But that's pretty much what it was all about. Saying yes to God so that we could start this year, this unwavering year, giving our all and continuing on knowing that God is always there. Amen. Amen. Yes. So today it's kind of like what's next, yes. right? Like we said yes already. So God, yes, I am ready. I'm going to give my all. I am ready to serve you. I am ready to do whatever it takes to get to the finish line. So I've taken that step. And what's next? So let's go to Romans chapter 12. So every time I, I preach um, and I'm like getting my class together or whatever, I'm always like, I'm just going to get there and not preach and just worship the whole time. Because <laughs> I love to worship. Like, I could be on the floor for 30 hours and I'll be fine because I just love to worship. Like Mario was saying, I love God. I know that you all do too. Um, so it's always like I'm just gonna get there and surprise more. But like you know what, I'm not gonna preach. I'm just gonna worship. <laughs> <laughs> but you know um, that's what I love to do, and you know, I love to worship God because of what God has done in my life. Um, everyone, pretty much everyone, knows here my testimony and everything that I've been through, and uh, like there is no secret of where I used to be and where I am now. And I think that's the beautiful part of God and who God is, is that no matter what, God has always been there. <clears throat> um, for those of you that don't know, I, uh, there was a point in my life where I was at a gay club in West Hollywood and I had a, a drink in my hand and the Holy Spirit talked to me there. And he was like, look around. So I grew up at church all my life, right? Four or five years old. And he told me, look around. And I did. And all I needed to say was, is this is what I want And that was <clears> it. <throat> That's all it took my Holy spirit to say. And um, from that point on, my life has been a journey. My life has been a journey of a lot of things that have happened in this long journey. Like I would sometimes would like to put like a timeline, but I know I won't start it because I won't finish it ever. But there's so many things that I've been through in, in, in these past five, six, seven years. Um, and I would never change anything that I've been through because of these moments right now. Um, I I think it's necessary for me to share these things. Like I've been through so much. I've been through um, sleeping with men having STDs and and um, all these other things and now being here. It's like wearing everything. So when I say I love God and when I say I worship Him with all my heart, I mean it because I know that He loves me, Amen. and I love Him because He loves me first. Amen. Yeah? So I could have been somewhere else right now, maybe dying of something, but I'm not. I'm here towards God, and I believe in my journey. I believe in the journey that God has put me in. I believe in what God is doing in my life, and. And that's all that counts because I know I'm not it, too. Amen? Yeah. So the reason why I share this is because of we're we're gonna talk a lot about what sacrifice really means and what what worship means. <clears throat> See, I having that switch of, or having that that intimate moment, that encounter with God, it wasn't so much of a sacrifice. It was a way of living. It was what I needed to do because it was what I felt in my heart. So nothing, no life was pretty much sacrifice. <clears throat> but in Romans chapter 12, verse 1 through 2. So we're going to read it. Everyone there amen. In verse 1 it says, And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Amen? Amen? Amen. Alright, so I'm really excited about this. we're going to talk a little bit about what sacrifice is. And, and we're going to kind of change our minds. We're going to renew our minds a little bit. And man, are you guys up for that? Yes. Yeah? <coughs> so I wrote here three points. You guys want to write them down? I'll read them slow First point is, our sacrifice is reasonable in light of all God's mercies. Our sacrifice is reasonable in light of all God's mercies. Number two, our sacrifice is spiritual, not the offering of an animal, but of ourselves in spiritual service. Our sacrifice is spiritual, not the offering of an animal, but of ourselves in spiritual service. And number three, my favorite, a sacrifice is wise. Offered with complete awareness of God's goodness to us, Amen. is wise. Offered with complete awareness of God's goodness to us. If I put my hands in my pockets, it's really cold. Okay, so my hands are really cold. <laughs> So for years, we've seen sacrifice and that we have to, we have to sacrifice something so that we can get somewhere. And it's not entirely wrong. But the problem with what we've believed in, in, in so many years is the fact that we have to sacrifice something to God so that God can be closer to us. So that God can come down and be with us. We have to sacrifice something so that God can love us. I have to sacrifice this so that God can be good. I have to sacrifice that so that God can come and tell me that he loves me. That he loves me. So all these time we've been sacrificing over and over and over, expecting for God to love us more and to be more good. Amen? I know I've been there. Um I guess only one person in the back has been there too. But like we like I've done that so many times, like okay God, now I'm gonna sacrifice this because I want you, I want you to help me and I don't know, pay this bill. Or I'm gonna sacrifice that because I want you to come and tell me that you love me because I feel very depressed right now. Or I want you, I'm gonna sacrifice that because I want to feel you in this moment because I'm alone. I want to sacrifice that because I'm ready to get married and to have a wife and to have a husband and have kids in a house, I need to sacrifice that to get that. So we've sacrificing all of these things in our lives and when in reality there is nothing to sacrifice because God already loves you, because God is already here with you. God has never left you. In the word, his promise is but once you accept Christ as your Lord and Savior, that means that He comes and He lives inside of you. So when somebody comes and lives inside of you, how is it possible that you are alone? How is it possible that He's never there? How is it possible that you can feel unloved or, or, or want to feel more loved? I, I know that and I understand that there's moments that we do feel that we are not loved, that we do feel that we are alone, that there is nobody there, but all we have to do is turn our awareness to Christ. To feel the things that our heart needs at that moment. See, a couple of weeks ago, or months maybe, or a year, I don't even remember what it was. Um, I think it was Martin that gave a preaching that he said that God turns into, or maybe it was even me. I don't know. <laughs> God turns into whatever you need at that moment. At that moment, God turns into whatever you need. So I was thinking the other day of somebody that loses her husband, whether it was... Uh, because they died, or because they're, they got divorced, or whatever that situation is. This, I, I was thinking, and, and, and this woman might feel alone, right? Well, the, the beautiful thing about the father is that he turns into that husband for her. Yeah. Yeah. The beautiful thing about the husband that does not have the wife, right, he turns into that wife for, her, for him. That's what the father does. The Father turns into the things that you need in the moment, right there and then. He turns into that. He might not turn into a car and pop out of nowhere so you can get to where you need to get to. But I'm sure that probably you'll find somebody that God touched their heart to give you a ride together. Or maybe not. Maybe God was trying to tell me that I needed to walk because I'm getting a lot of weight. (laughs) So, but God, God always does that. The Father, that's what I love about the Father. The Father, he always wants to love you. He always wants, uh, see, I wake up in the morning, and I don't do this every morning, I'm not going to lie. But I wake up in the morning and I say sometimes, like, I wonder what God's going to surprise me with today. Because I expect for God to surprise me. Amen. See, because if I didn't expect for God to surprise me in this new day, my life would just be normal each and every single day. It would be nothing new, everything the same. How boring would that be? And everybody here knows that I get bored really fast. So how boring would that be? But when I'm in those moments where I need something in that moment instantly, and it happens, it brings excitement to my heart because I know that it's the Father that is showing me another way of how he loves me. Amen? Amen. Um, So, we don't sacrifice so we can gain God's love and goodness. We sacrifice because we know of his love and his goodness. That's That's why we sacrifice. And And I need everyone's understanding. The reason why I'm sacrificing whatever I'm sacrificing is because I know that God loves me and I know that God is good. It's not because I want more goodness or more love. Because he has given me all. Amen. Everything is for me already. Everything is for you already. It's just a response. Amen? Um. So, as you go on in your life, and you sacrifice something, there's another thing that we kind of have to change a little bit. So we sacrifice something, and we're here now, and now we've forgotten about that, hopefully. We've forgotten about it, and it's now normal to us. So we start looking for another thing to sacrifice, because we want to sacrifice for God all the time. But in reality, this right here, it becomes the norm. It becomes normal. It becomes part of me. So I'm walking, and that sacrifice that I once did, now it's normal. Now I don't turn back anymore. Now I'm here, and I keep going, and I don't stop. And it's part of me now. It's normal. But what's the beautiful part about the sacrifice, the beautiful part about Christ and about the the Father is that the value for that sacrifice never finishes. It's never ending. So that doesn't mean I need to keep looking for another sacrifice to have God happy, but that sacrifice is forever. Does that remind you of something? Yeah, maybe what Jesus Christ when He died, it's a perfect sacrifice on the cross. Amen. Um, <laughs> so this next part, I call it, it's all about worship. Okay? Not necessarily from the worship team, it's for everybody. It's all about worship. From Romans chapter one, for those that are of you that are familiar and not even you know right now, from Romans chapter one all the way to Romans chapter eleven, to the last verse in chapter eleven. I don't know what it is, but the last verse. What Paul is talking is he is letting us know of the salvation, of what Christ represents, of his of God's love. So everything is beautiful like roses and flowers and they always like to say it. it's so amazing and we listen to what god has done for us and how much he loves us and how much he wants to be with us and, and how redemption is in our lives and all this and all that that's all it talks about in those chapters that's why a lot of people here are in love with romans because of that now in romans chapter 12 verse 1 and 2 is the first time when you listen You've been encouraged before, like in chapter 6, in other chapters, you've been encouraged before to do here and there. But here is the first time that he actually says that we have to do something in return. Okay? It's the first time in 11 chapters. Mm -hmm. So, sacrifice is more like a response. So, he's talking here, when he's saying, um, let me see, let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. So, what he wants worship, that's what sacrifice means. It's a response of what God has done in your life already. Amen? And we've heard this for a long time already. It's a response to what God has done in our lives. Um, it turns it's to give God a spiritual offering okay a spiritual offering it, it, it always has been about worship that's what I want you guys to understand in John 4 it says that the father seeks worshipers in spirit and in truth it's all about worship It's always been about worship and when you put sacrifice and worship together, at the end of the day what happens is that that sacrifice becomes into worship and it becomes part of us and it becomes kind of like what we do here when we come to the front or in the back and we raise our hands and we're worshiping him. Our sacrifice, that's exactly the same thing. That's what it does. It, it, It brings something to God, something different. Amen? This next part, I call it the sacrificial system. Okay? This I think this is one of my favorite verse. Um, so before in the Old Testament, um, this for those of you that don't know, there's how work. so the priest would bring a sacrifice, right? So be the animal, lay it in the altar, kill the animal, and so forth and so on, Very right? Censors are forgiven, blah blah blah. Um, so now uh, um, at this point, what happens is that they're not offering a living sacrifice like the Romans are saying, right? They're offering a dead sacrifice because they, they killed the animal, and now it becomes dead. And that's what, that's what the sacrifice is. But in reality, what's happening here is that God is not necessarily looking at the sacrifice, because the sacrifice, all it is, is a representation of what Christ was going to do later. So that's what that sacrifice is of. The animal dying is a representation of the Lamb, of Christ, of a perfect sacrifice. That's what it is. What God was looking at at that moment, it was before, even before that sacrifice died, it was when, for example, Andrew, you you has the animal right, I am the priest, so you bring the animal to me, and you bring it to me, this is the moment that matters, right? Because what Christ is doing, Christ is looking at his heart. What God is doing is looking at his heart. So this over here, once he gave me the animal, once he gave me the animal and I killed it, that's just a representation of what Christ was going to do. But this moment right here is when God was looking at his heart. Because God didn't just want the sacrifice, but he wanted Andrew to come with a loving heart, saying, this is what I want, this is my response to you. He didn't want to see Andrew coming like, oh, I have to do this another year, I don't want to do this, but it's, it's something that I have to do. No, at this moment, what God was looking was his heart. Amen? Yes. Thank you. So this part right here, now, um, I'm going to so right here, I'm killing the animal was a, a representation of Christ. This, outside of over here, what was going on is what God wanted to see in the person. Amen? Yeah. So we forward. Um, Christ comes, he was born, he um, celebrate Christmas, and a lot. And 30 <laughs> some years later, um, Christ dies on the cross. And, you know, the apostles go crazy they're crying, ooh, I don't completely understand yet. But, in the moment that Christ died on the cross and became the perfect sacrifice, Man. also what happened is that the veil was torn in the temple. Yes. Amen? Amen? And it gave us full access. So now I'm not going to have more. But now, Andrew, instead of just coming here and giving to me, what he would do is come up here and give his sacrifice. Amen? So, why don't we go and kill animals as a sacrifice, right? Make sense? So, now, after Christ, the sacrificial system is gone. That's no longer there. Because the perfect sacrifice was perfect once and for all. Right. Amen. 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 So him, he died on the cross, it was a perfect sacrifice, a death sacrifice, then he resurrected, a living sacrifice, right? So Christ resurrected, descended, went to love, Holy Spirit came down, 2015 years, here we are. Amen? Now, in 1 of Peter, we can go there, 1st Peter chapter 2, verse 5. Also, one thing if you don't know about me, I finished kind of fast because I like to birth. So, get <laughs> ready. So, 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 5. I'm almost done. And no, I am not like. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know, Mario always says that pastors always lie when they say, I'm almost done. And they finish like an hour later. And I'm not lying. All right, so, Jair, uh, if you can put it up for me, please. So, the problem, all right, so it says, You also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. What happens here? What does it say here? We've been preaching about this since Grace and Love started. Um, that we are the priesthood. That we are now priests. That that is what God always intended for us to be. Now, he... Um, Like I was saying earlier, Andrew was having to come to meet a priest to do the sacrifice, but now he can go directly into (inaudible) here, right? Into the presence to do the sacrifice. But, the beautiful part about this is that that sacrifice that we're talking about, is not an animal anymore, right? Because Christ died for those sins and all of our sins have been forgiven forever. But that sacrifice that it's talking about is you. And it's me. So now what Andrew does is that Andrew, being a priest now, brings himself to the altar as a sacrifice for God. That doesn't necessarily mean that he needs to come in here and kill himself No. Because what it says here is that A living sacrifice. If we go back to Romans, um, it says, let it be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. God's will is always perfect. There's never a mess up. Never. Yes, we might choose to do different things. We might decide to do different things. But at the end of the day, the will of God for us is always perfect. And it will always remain. Because God is not alive. Amen? Amen? So now we as priests place ourselves on the altar before God as an offering to him. And this is an essential act of worship. See, sacrificing to God, a sacrifice should never be a burden. It should never be a burden. It should be born It should be part of who we are, because it's a response to what God has already done to us. So when, when you're coming to God, your sacrifice should not be a burden. But a burden. What that means is that you should never be a burden to yourself, because Christ already died for everything that we feel is a burden. So that we should come to Christ with a clean heart, ready to love and to serve Him. Amen? Um, God is not satisfied with a sacrifice from a sinful heart. And that's what I was talking about when we were here before that Adju would come and bring me the sacrifice. That's what he was looking at, his heart. That's what he was looking at. So what I'm trying to say, let's go to um, Psalms, chapter 51. You're yeah. saying it's very much 51, verse 17. Verse 17 says, David says the sacrifice you desire is a broken spirit. You will not reject a broken and repentant heart, O God. That is what God seeks all the time. So, it wasn't so much the dead animal, but it was the heart. So now that is gone. The animal part is gone. But now the other part of the priest in his heart is still on right now. So that is what God wants from us. God wants for us to give ourselves to him once we've given that yes and to give ourselves to him fully and be ready to give everything and to let go of a couple of things. If you went to the retreat, I said there is a box that we have that we we hold things that we don't like to be exposed so we keep them there. But what Christ does when he comes is that he opens that box and he exposes them not because he wants you to fit in front of them, like you know, like, really I come up here and I'm going to expose you to everybody, no, that's not what God wants. What God wants is for those things to be exposed to Him so that you can let them go and be free once and for all and come to Him with this heart that is loving, this heart that is ready, that no matter what happens, no matter what comes your way, you're there to serve and to give God and to get to you people, love. Amen. So... um. I had a dream a couple, I don't know, maybe like two weeks ago or a little bit more. But I'm really kind of late, so sorry. So I had a dream and um, it was a crazy dream. There's so many things going on inside the screen. So what happens is that I wake up, right? Like I wake up and I'm in the middle of the freeway. And I wake up, and um, I look towards my left, and I see a motorcycle that's like on the floor, and there's a, an accident, a car accident. And I get up, and I realize that I was driving a motorcycle, right? I don't know how to ride a motorcycle, so I don't think I ever. But I was riding a motorcycle, maybe that's why I crashed, right? I was driving the motorcycle, and um, on the floor I wake up. I see the accident, but I don't pay attention to the accident. Like the accident at that moment to me meant nothing, nothing whatsoever. And for a, a lot of you that know, I've been in several accidents, and my car insurance went up and all that. So I'm really like when I get in a car accident, oh my god, my world is gonna end. But at that moment, none none of that mattered anymore. Like I saw it and I looked forward, I got up, and I started walking. And the cars were coming my way, and I started walking, and I wasn't stopping, and, and I didn't know, I had no idea where I was going, but in my dream I did. I had a purpose, I knew where I was going, and all I knew is that I needed to get there. No matter what, no matter the accident that just happened, I needed to get there. So I was walking, and the cars were coming my way, and I kept on walking, and I kept on walking. And out of nowhere, I'm not on the freeway anymore, I'm like, and there's like, I don't know, the best way that I could describe it for, for those that wanted to retreat, You know how it looks like all oh, beautiful with the trees and everything like that. looks was a lot of trees in green and I was just walking. And there was parts that looked ugly but I, I was just walking. And out of nowhere I looked back and there's a teenager that's following me. Um, I don't know, maybe like 15, 16. So a teenager that was following me and I was walking and I realized that this teenager, wasn't a teenager, but he was a demon. And the demon was following me. So what I did is I turned around and I started rebuking the demon, but I was walking. And I was rebuking and walking. What That's what I was doing. That's what I was doing. I was pretty uncomfortable to walk, right? You're trying to get somewhere and you're not getting nowhere because you're like, rebuking you're walking you're rebuking you're walking. That's what I was doing. So then I realized that I wasn't really advancing. I needed to get there and I wanted to get there now. So I was like, you know what? Whatever. And I started walking and now it was perilous, and it came like here, not right next to me, but it was like with a straitness. And I was rebuking and, walking, rebuking, and walking, rebuking, and walking, rebuking, and walking. Then, I realized I still wasn't walking fast enough. So I ignored it and I started walking forward, and then it was in front of me. So it was in front of me, and I was rebuking, and I kept on walking. And I was rebuking, kept on walking, the teenager was just walking back. And I, kept walking, I, kept walking, I kept on walking, I kept on walking, I was rebuking. I was rebuking, I was rebuking, I was rebuking. And I realized I wasn't walking fast enough, because I needed to get there. I don't know where I was going, I really don't know where I was going. I just needed, I knew I needed to get there, I needed to get there now, because that, that was my destiny, that was my purpose, I needed to get there. And I didn't know how to get rid of this thing, so what I did is I just ignored it. I ignored it. And I was walking, and I lower, it disappeared. So it disappeared and I was walking. <clears throat> Then uh, two other people came and popped up of nowhere and, and they joined me. And it's like we were walking the whole time, but in my dreams are were new, but I don't know. So I was walking and they joined me and we were walking. And all three of us together. We had a purpose, we knew where we were going, we needed to get there. And finally we get there. So I turn around, <clears throat> like there's like this corner thing, and I turn around and when I turn around to look like this, I see that there's a door and I needed to get into that door. And right outside that door, there was a tall guy, dressed all in black. And all I knew about him, I've never seen him before, all I knew about him was that he was a lead singer for a, um, a metal band. And, and what all of us, our response right away was to start rebuking. So I started rebuking, rebuking, and out of nowhere, a kid, I want to sing maybe like, four, nine, four, three-year-old kid comes out of here from Kid, like his stomach, it comes up. And we knew that it was a demon, but it was a kid. We knew it was a demon. And we were rebuking, and then I was knocking, they were slowly <coughs> opening the door, and when they opened the door, um, I don't know why, but I told the guys, just throw it over, and we threw the, whatever the thing was over, and the guy disappeared, already disappeared. I walked inside, and I made it to where I was going. Um, I don't really know why I needed to go there. All I knew is that I walked in there and Martin and Cinder were there and Pancho were there and other people that I didn't see their faces, but those three faces were the faces that I recognized. <clears throat> so Pancho I don't know do you <laughs> <laughs> So I knew I needed to get there. And and I was going and 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 I didn't care what was going on. I didn't care about the accident. At some point I started caring about that. What I realized is that that teenager was my past. And I was training and repeating my past. to keep going and training and repeating my past and keep going. So what I was doing is I was returning over here, bringing the sacrifice and killing the sacrifice and then going again. Coming in year later, killing the sacrifice and then going again. Coming a year, year later, killing the sacrifice and then go again. Without recognizing that Christ was perfect once and for all. That I couldn't to turn and go back to the same thing and rebuke it. To keep going. It is my past. It is there. I keep going. I get to my purpose. I go to where I need to go. That's what i want to tell you. that I don't know where I was going. And I still don't know where I'm going. If I'm going to the four quarters of the nation or to the other side of the world or if there's uh, Mars and there's living life over there and we need to go, I don't know if that's where I'm going, but I'm going. And it doesn't matter if there's an accident there. It doesn't matter if there's demons that are trying to get me, not trying not for me not to get there, I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. Because what matters is that that sacrifice that I had already gotten rid of, that it was part of me, that it was part of who I am, that it's normal now, that I'm walking, that I don't care, that I just love this relationship that I have with Christ, the best choice I have ever made in my life. But the moment that I decided to turn back and to rebuke, not go back, but rebuke what was already rebuked and what was not there anymore, it was slowing me down from getting to where I wanted to get. Amen? Amen. So, why am I talking about this? Because what God wants for us this year, God wants us to be like, sometimes we think that we have a little bit. And if we do, God wants us to be faithful in that little bit. Because when the big, we have big plans for grace and love this year. We have huge plans for grace and love this year, and I know that God does too. But all these three years that we, quote-unquote, had the little, the little bit of people, the little bit of resources, the one service a, a week, or whatever, the little bit of things, we remain faithful so that the greatness that's coming in 2015, we remain faithful to it all so that never, or something bigger comes. And that's what God wants from us. God wants us to remain faithful in the little bit. In the little bit that we have at that moment that we think is a little bit, but it's actually huge. But in our minds, in our flesh, it's a little. And if we remain faithful in that little bit, and the greatness is coming, once we're there, we will not look back. Amen. Amen. Sacrifice is just a response. Just worship to what God has done in your life. It's just a response to to the love that he gives you. It's just a response to, to how much he loves you and how much he's there for you. A response from like, taking you out of here and freeing you from an STD and having an amazing relationship with your family and keep going with God. That is a response. That's why I worship. That's why I sacrifice that. That's why I do what I do. Because I love what you did in my life. And this is part of everything that we That's what sacrifice is. Sacrifice is kind of burning. It's not, it's part of who we are. Later on, it doesn't become a sacrifice, but the value of what happened there never ends. It never ends. So how do I bring it back to church here? We had our last meeting of 2014, a Um, It was on the 30th. Yeah, December 30th. Our meeting started at 7.30. I was supposed to get out of work at 6 <clears> that day. I got out of work at 7.45. I worked in Alvarado on 3rd. Our meeting was at uh, uh, Kevin's house in Long Beach. It was raining like crazy that day. So, I'm trying to get out of work, but I can't. Like, there's no way that I can get out of it because I'm the only one, that I work at an orthodontist, I'm the only one that does retainers, so patients went that day to take out the retainers. I have to deliver that same day. and we waited until I go back, which I do go back until Tuesday, and these five days their teeth moved and looked horrible again. So I had to deliver those retainers, right? And then we can see what I was like. So, um, instead of 45, I finally blacked out. I get into my car. And I drive out, and it's horrible. And, like, you know, I'm terrible of, of accidents, but I'm like, like driving fast and not driving fast. And like, I step on it and I don't, and, and I'm trying to get there, and then um, the rain starts coming. There's an accident that I see on the side, and now everybody starts slowing down. Um, I'm hungry, so I have to stop to get something quick to eat get back in the car and then drive back to drive to Kevin's house. Now I'm at Kevin's house, the meeting starts. For those of you that don't know, board meetings are like 37 30 hours and left their house late, got home to about 1 o'clock, two o'clock in the morning, went to sleep and the next day wanted to sleep in bed again. So, why do I share this with you? It's because for some people that would be I'm sacrificing to be there, and and I know that God is gonna whatever give me more love. God is gonna give me goodness or something good is gonna come because I'm sacrificing this to Him. No, that's not a sacrifice. You wanna know why? Because that is my reality. That is normal to me because I'm driving. I get up late. I'm driving. I'm not posting, That's what I want you guys to, to understand. I'm not boasting, but. I'm driving and I want to get there and no matter what's going on, I'm going to get there because I love what I do. I love being part of the board. I love my church. I love what we do here. I love God. I love the love that you guys have towards people. This is why I would have to do that. So this is, you guys are not sacrifice to me. You guys are normal. This is normal to me. Being an important late is normal. I don't care if I need to go to work the next day. I don't see if the one that works early is. She wakes up at 6 o'clock in the morning to go to work. We don't care because it's our normal. Because we love what we do, because God has loved us and has given us everything that we have. See, Mario decided that I preach today. Well God did, and it in his heart, and I'm here and he trusted me with all of you. And I can straight out tell you guys are all going to come. And I'm done he knows that I won't be like, he trusts me, so that's what God does, God trusts us with so many people that come into our lives, God trusts you with your family, God trusts you with your brother and sister, God trusts you with the people that you encounter at work, at school, at church, at Disneyland, at Six Flags, anywhere you go, God trusts you with those people, so when you encounter them what God expects from you is to love on them, and to tell them how much he loves them, and for that not to be a sacrifice, for that actually to to be the normal for us to get out of our bed for us to get out of our comfort yeah. zone and get to that person that needs prayer get to that person that needs salvation get to that person that needs a word of encouragement no matter what we're going through no matter that because right there and then the normal is that yeah Man. that is the normal Man. that is my normal and that should be your normal because of what God has done in your life amen God has great things for 2015 for us, and even if you don't go to Grace Love Church, God has great things for your church, God has great things for, I'm going to mess this up, covered with love, LA, God has great things for your sister, Maria, God has great things, God has great things. And what he wants us to do is just to be faithful in that little and not to see it as a sacrifice but to see it as part of who I am because that is what Jesus Christ did. Jesus Christ did that goal, sacrificing and having the burden all my burden is on him now. I don't carry it. I walk without it and I'm just going to get there. Just like in my dream, I didn't understand where I was going but I knew that I needed to get there. Because while I was driving in that dream I said yes to God. And this is what's next. With no doubt, things will come your way. It will not be cotton candy and unicorns and clouds and rainbows all the time. (laughs) Darkness will come too. But when we're walking through that darkness, all that matters to come home is that Christ did, and that I have a purpose, and that I need to get there. And I might not know where it is yet, but I know that I'm going to get it. So worship That's what matters. Things are normal. Going to meetings, going to practice, all those things, prayer, when you're praying at home by yourself, that's normal. That's not a sacrifice, it's normal. It's part of who we are. That's normal. That's the norm. So those things are God, God doesn't want us to feel burdened by I need to be here for an hour praying. So that God can see us sacrificing and get honor me. That's the norm. It's normal. When you're sick and you're praying for yourself, it's normal. You want to get better. You're not sacrificing that time because you're sick. You want to get better. So God just wants you to give your all. See, God has been speaking to you for a long time. For a long time. Kevin, in our first atmosphere conference, he said that there is no sidelines in this game. That nobody deserves to be sitting down waiting to come into the game. There's no bench, there's no bench We're all in the game together. We're all giving 110% like we're going to stay on the Right, Jackie? Everyone is in the game. Yes. We're all giving our all. And if we see that somebody is sitting on the sideline, we get them by the hand and we bring them to the game.